My name is Lolo Puzzle, and this is Media Delta. This one is uh, going to be a different kind of thing than what we normally do, because what we're doing right now is we are doing our quarterly um, or doing a quarterly retro rank relief episode of Media Delta. Uh, that is because with the retro rank relief uh, thing that I do on my streams, uh, basically every once every month we do a stream of retro games and one of the donations incentives it is tied to a charity uh and for quarter two of 2022 um i had a poll of three things and this is the winner that we're talking about today um we are talking about willie's wonderland uh which kind of the reason that i uh, picked it. Well, there's a few reasons. One, it's a Nicolas Cage movie, uh, which are always fun to talk about. Um, we have not had a Nicolas Cage movie on this list yet. Um, two, it is tangentially related to video games. And by that, um, by that, I mean, anytime that someone's seen this, usually their reaction is, oh, it's a Friday or not Friday night Freddy's uh, if Five Nights at Freddy's uh, movie, because it is a movie about a let's call it a haunted Chuck E. Cheese equivalent, a animatronic pizza place. Um, and uh, yeah, um, it was it came out 2021. So it came out last year um, and kind of with the fact that it it's weird on IMDb that it's listed as um, the rating on it is actually TVMA. It's not an R rated movie per se. I think it might have actually gotten an R rating at some point, but this is Technically, a th I it might as well be a theatrical movie, even though I don't know if it actually was theatrical. Um, I don't believe it did release in theaters. Yeah, but it might as well. It it has the it might as well like it's filmed in a theatrical movie style. Um, so it is definitely um, it is definitely a movie. Um, so you could kind of considering it a horror movie. Um, but it kind of, it has an interesting tone to it. Um, I wouldn't call this a horror comedy. Uh, it's more of an action horror, I guess might be the genre. There are horror elements, but it is not spooky per se. Um, but we'll go over that, uh, as we talk about it. Um, so I was not the only one who watched this movie. So please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Axe, and I'm here for Satanic Rituals and Cake. I am, of course, Deathmaster780, and I love Five Nights at Nicky's. I'm Torpotypus, and I am here for my union-mandated break. Yes. Um, so, uh, this was not exactly what I was expecting from this movie. I mean, I kind of was. I knew that I knew that there was action bits in it, uh, and that it wasn't, like, strictly horror. I wasn't expecting exactly how much so. Um, so this this certainly was a surprise and I'll go over it when I talk about my bit. But um, actually, uh, speaking of that, before we actually get into discussion, might as well just kind of get right into it. So um, everyone uh, deafen yourselves real quick and I will call on each of you as we kind of go along. Um, so my general... I whenever when I heard about this movie, I basically heard that, oh, it like I heard, oh, yeah, it's a bad movie. 
And I thought that they meant like it was a low quality movie. Um, no, this is a type of bad that I actually really like. Um, this is a very cheesy movie uh, in, in multiple different ways. Um, and I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it's very dumb. Uh, and I say that very endearingly. Um, this is kind of like the same way I like films like, say, Hot Shots Part Do and well, first Hot Shots. Um, it's very silly. Uh, it is definitely not meant to be. Um, it's not meant to be taken seriously, I don't think. Um, and I don't think it takes itself seriously. It just knows exactly what it wants to be. And it does it particularly well. Um, I don't know exactly what. Um, God, it's kind of hard because it's like this movie's very goofy, uh, as I kind of mentioned. And it's actually done pretty well. I didn't have any like competency issues with the um with anything that went on. I thought that it used its time. It's an hour and a half, and that's exactly as much time as it needs. Um, and I think it's just a really good movie. Um I've kind of mentioned in the past that I'm not super into horror. Um and uh Sing um a lot. Um, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just like the casting was really good. Um, it's not too scary. Uh, it's also not that gory per se. There's definitely some gore that happens, but it's not really that bad. And it's pretty, it's very much on the comedic side. Uh, so there is that. Uh, it is, yeah, it's, this is my kind of quote unquote horror movie, and I just really liked it. Um, that being said, um, I think where this actually belongs, because I would definitely be not be against giving this a number rating. But in my personal opinion, I think that this kind of belongs as alongside how we have Guyver Dark Hero. This is a 69. This is a movie that is not meant to be taken seriously at all. Um, and it is just a really fun movie to watch it's silly there's a lot of weird things that happen and i really liked it um so overall i am saying 69 uh if i had to give a number um i would say somewhere between i am fine with i i don't really have a good number specific i would say i'm fine with anything between two and five even one, if you really want to press me on it. Uh, I really like this movie. And um, let's go ahead and talk to someone who, well, they also saw it. And we'll see if she likes it as well. Let's talk to, uh, let's uh, go ahead and talk to uh, DM and see how he thought about it. So, DM, you had not seen this movie, correct? No. So, just kind of giving a your gut reactions. What did you think about this movie? Good. Yeah, I I thought so as well. Uh, this was I don't know what I was expecting from this movie. I just really liked it. Um. So uh, anything like what's like of the three things that you think uh, that you really liked about this movie? Uh, pretty much. Basically, it's like if an action hero got dropped into a horror movie. I was just perfectly fine with it. That's what Nicolas Cage's character is. The action hero who's just making his way through. Unbothered by this whole 
nightmare situation. Yeah, it it was actually kind of funny when we were watching. It was like a lot of um, comparisons to Doom Guy were brought up. Um, how it's just like incredibly nonplussed about the entire situation, um, and it's it's just this might be one of my favorite Nicolas Cage performances actually, just because of he does a really good job at like just being this guy who is very competent at what he does. Yeah, whether it's cleaning or. Uh... Bashing in the heads of animatronics. Yeah. Um, it was, in fact, a... Uh, yeah. Uh, anything else about it that you thought was interesting? Uh, nope, that's it for me. All right. Uh, so with that, um, is there uh, anything... Or what would you... Uh, what is your uh, number ranking uh, for this movie? Four. You're thinking four? Yes. I All have right. negatives about it. Unless you want me to get into those now. Uh, sure. What do you, what, what kind of were your negatives about it? Uh, everything that wasn't Nicolas Cage and the animatronics, like the stuff with the backstory and the, the dumbass kids who showed up to get killed. Like that was just whenever they were on screen, the, the movie kind of dragged. But then I, Nicolas Cage will come back and make it all good again. Yeah, I can kind of, I can kind of see that. I wonder if they just kind of did that as some sort of like, because it kind of feels like if it was just Nichols Cave and Cage and the animatronics, that it would just be like they probably just gave that to like, I don't know, change it up a little bit. But I do agree that I feel like the the kids were not particularly great. Yes. Uh, trying to differentiate it more from Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, that's it. All right. Uh, so then let's move on to X and see what they think about i i thought i had di like three different names willie's wonderland i keep on wanting to call this like wally's wonderland or like willie's wonder world it's like wally's wonder, wonder world that i keep on getting confused uh so um you had seen this multiple times from what i gathered from us watching three times this was my third time watching it so you are very much acquainted with this movie I have a, I have a bit of a, a knowledge of this film. It's All on right. my radar. So, what are your just general like just a couple sentence thoughts about what did you what do you think about Willy's Wonderland? You know I can't do a couple sentences, <laughs> but well, um, there's actually stuff I I this is actually a first for me. There's stuff I want to actually not talk about now but talk during the the uh, the actual group discussion because I lo I love but so. The thing with me is just like I, I, I try to maintain a sort of uh, a, a emotional distance between me. like I like movies. I love movies, but I try not to really let it affect my identity. So if somebody likes or dislikes it, I was like, OK, fine. But stuff like some of the stuff we've watched, Phenomena, uh, The Thing, and then this film on. I, I admit I go going into the group watch. I was very nervous about it, largely because. I love this movie. I I love this movie a lot. I enjoy it up and down. I think it's a fantastic film. And there was just a little part of me that was worried y'all wouldn't like it. And I was, you know, it, it's just it's just that's how good this movie is for me. It's enough to really get me emotionally invested in whether or not, you know, the people I because I've recommended to y'all. But, you know, we, obviously we did it for this. But I've very vocally talked about trying to get lots of people to watch it. So when you do like a recommendation or something like that, you, you, you get a little bit emotionally invested. You want 
people to enjoy it. And I don't necessarily think I completely agree with your earlier assessment of a genre. I think this is I think this is very much on par with something like Evil Dead 2, where it's it's a mixture of different genres. Uh, and uh, I think I think this actually uh, tone wise and genre wise, I think it lines up almost exactly with Evil Dead 2. Um, where it is a very large mixture of horror and comedy, and then there's some action inside of it as well. Um, and I think it actually, I, I, I actually say I'd consider this one of my favorite horror comedies right up there with Shaun of the Dead. It's an incredibly well-written film. And um, the fact that, so when I first watched it, I was, blo I was floored. I was waiting for Nicolas Cage to say something like I was. So as the movie progressed, I was like, oh, maybe they're just going to have like a, they'll have this whole thing. And then at the very end, he'll just drop a one liner, boom, you know, go to credits, not a word. And I loved it. I loved every single little instance of subversion. And I, I said this during the viewing. It's a subversive film because there's a lot of expectations you have going in and then that gets, you know, subverted. And so you build another expectation and then that one gets subverted. And while it does do some things that are pretty obvious and it does do some things that are tropey, there are a bunch of things that you absolutely could not have seen coming. And I love that. I love how this film just does all these different things and manages to execute them extremely well. The animatronics are creepy. They are scary. Um, and then you have Nicolas Cage doing his random things and, you know, sticking to his schedule and things like that. So you've got these weird layers of not weird layers, but just you got the multiple layers of of the horror on horror. And then you've got the, the bits of comedy here. And it's not in your face with those things. It's not, you know, like, ha ha, look what we're doing. It's very subtle things with changes in characters, motivations and and actions and then um just the sheer rawness of some of the scenes so as much as it is almost in a way kind of almost a meme-ish film it still stands as its own thing and honestly i think the overall concept the overall execution is a million times better than anything that came out of the five nights at freddy's franchise this does what it was trying to do but a, a lot better yeah I I can definitely agree with that. Um, and the music, the, the, the Willy's Wonderland theme song is a wonderful song. It is just so delightfully campy and it fits just the, the neon soaked uh, kids, uh, kids, uh, what, what you call it, you know, Chuck E. Cheese kind of thing. Just these kids entertainment uh, centers. It's. It just nails every from the, the set design to the character design, the clothing, the, the special effects, the animatronics themselves. Every single aspect of one of those kinds of places is nailed all the way down to the finest detail. And there's lots of little things you you might miss on the first go through, uh, like uh, uh, Cage's character has dog tags hanging in his car, if I remember correctly. Uh, which hints at him having a military background. Um, but there's just lots of little details in the way the characters move, the animatronics move, um, the way that their tones change when when things are, are when things are ramping up. It's just it's 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 it's, it's such a great film. Yeah, it is. Yes. Um, I can definitely 
Yeah, I, I don't really have Arbola because I, I I think yeah that it's hard it's hard to have a, a rejoinder when you agree. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, almost everything. I, I just don't want to go. Yep. Yeah, I got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could just repeat it back to me. That's what I do. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, I'm glad. I'm one of my big things is I love this movie, but I'm also really happy that the people around me liked it too. So we can have a shared experience with, with our uh, connection to this film. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that, what, what's your number ranking? Uh, I don't know if anybody's going to go as high as me and I'm probably going to get a little bit of pushback, but I'm uh, so I have a ceiling and I have a floor this time. My ceiling is one. My floor is two. All right. Okay. Uh, so with that, um, I'll slide out of here. All right. All right. Let's see how Torpo, uh, what Torpo thought about Bully's Wonderland. So you had not seen this movie before, correct? I have only ever seen an ad for it. I don't even remember where the ad was, but yes. So uh, as another person going in blind, um, what, it, what were your thoughts on And I know you are a Nicolas Cage aficionado. <laughs> I guess that's a way to put it. Uh, so what are your thoughts on Willie's Wonderland? So I went into it knowing about the whole Nick Cage going around brutalizing uh, animatronics thing. So that wasn't actually a surprise to me personally. That said, first off, the things I didn't know was that he didn't talk at all, which is interesting to say the least, given it's Nick Cage who you usually get for. I, I joke about his over the top acting because he can actually he's actually a pretty solid dramatic actor if he chooses to be. Though he's yep. usually typecast as is ridiculous and over the top because that's what he's largely known for. But uh, his acting still comes out through his motions and all not. It's just weird not hearing him speak at all through the entire film. Uh, and the other thing was uh, they played it a bit goofier than I thought. Yeah, that's the thing that threw me off is I wasn't expecting it to be quite as goofy. Because I knew he'd be fighting the animatronics and, and killing them. Because I think like the ad had him killing the, the gorilla one. But like I didn't realize it would be such a one-sided shit stomping every time. Yep. And then on top of that, the goofiness that's played with like him always taking his break every time without fail. Like at one point, there's a lady who's coming up against the chameleon lady. Uh, and he's about to help her. And his watch goes off because it's time for break. So he tosses her the switchblade he took from her and just walks away to go play pinball and drink energy drink. Yeah, I, I is it punch? I think is what it it's is. Called? It is punch. Yeah, that um, said, I thought it was going to be a bit. OK, so it's trashy the whole way through. I will never deny that. But I, I thought it would be kind of kind of shittier than it was, honestly. Yeah, because like the thing that I like, the first thing that I heard when someone told me or like was telling me about this movie and they saw it, it was like, yeah, that this is a bad movie. Yeah, I didn't I understand how, what eh. the bad they meant was. Yeah, no. See, I was just told that's kind of eh. that's that's what I heard from other people. So I just never really got interested. And boy, do I regret it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, this this movie is a wild ride. It is dumb as fuck. It is trashy as hell. There's no two ways about it. But it is it is. A rip roaring good time because it, it's very interesting. The, the juxtaposition of Nick Cage's incredibly intense, but kind of over the top character who one sidedly shit stomps basically everything. 
And then the actual characters who feel like they're part of a horror film. And yet somehow they're both in the same movie together. And it's it's bizarre. Yeah. But I enjoyed it a lot. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, what are like three things that you thought were notable about it? Or um, two, three. Yeah. Uh, so once again, I, I would say uh, th- one of the big things is Nick Cage is fantastic in the film, but also once again, does not talk at all. And this is how I thought he was going to talk at the end of the film is like a bit just like when he goes to hand the girl the punch. I thought he'd say you want one or something like that as just a way to completely like undercut the rest of it. But no, it just throughout the entire film, he never said a word. And that that actually surprised the hell out of me. Um, Another one to mention would be uh, what was it? The actual effects, the puppetry and whatnot was actually pretty fucking solid, I will say. Like the costumes and, and also the puppetry you involved in manipulating some of them. It's yeah. like the costume design and whatnot was actually pretty on point. And I'm actually genuinely surprised by that for something that is very budget. It is a budget film. So like yeah. I'm, I'm still surprised at the, the general quality in that regard. Imagine what was the but does it let's see, designed to be five and a half million dollars. So yeah, that's a pretty low budget. Relatively speaking for a film, yeah. Also We'll discuss it later, but I'm looking at the box office and that is that's not I think it had a limited release due to COVID. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But man, yeah, it it didn't do great. Uh, um, Less than 100 or less than 100,000 opening weekend. Yeah, that's a shame. But uh, what else was there? There was one other thing. I I, I, once again, I mentioned the intensity of Nick Cage's character. I do appreciate the dedication to his craft and one of my favorite bits also, uh, which is just Nick, no matter what, focusing on keeping the place clean as he promised. And every time he made a mess of his shirt, he would then go get a new one, put it on and get back to work. Yep. And it was a dumb little bit that I genuinely appreciated just every time. But yeah, so that's that's what I can think of off the top of my head. All right. Um. So what number ranking are you thinking for this one? So I was thinking 69. All right. Uh, just because it it is such a goofy movie that and I'm looking it's, at the it's bizarre. It is a bizarre film from start to finish. As a description, Fever Dream has a, so- a sound foundation, but something about it elevates in a way that competence can't uh, very much. The case of its goofiness really elevates it. The, Nick Cage's character alone changes the, the tone of the film so profoundly. Yeah, Um so I guess with that, let's go ahead and bring in the others and let's go. I mean, no, not sure those losers. Oh, oh no. So um, now that we've all had our little one to one discussion, let's just go and kind of go over some elements of the movie. Um, and yeah, well, let's just kind of go over some things like, say, the storytelling, uh, that being the characters, the plot, themes, dialogue, etc., uh, general consensus is that I kind of got that the only thing that um, the only thing that seemed like um, seems a little bit off were maybe like some of the side characters. Um, one thing I did want to actually bring up actually before we get to that, um, I don't think that I don't know if this is the first movie to ever do it. Um, uh, obviously, it isn't. Um, but there was a lot of things that were reminding me of how John Wick had a bunch of uh, kind of plot elements 
that were kind of in the background. Like if you've seen John Wick, you think of like the hotel with like the coins and like the fact that he was this assassin. Um, there's a lot of things that don't really explain that well, but it's you can kind of pick up a little bit on that. I kind of feel like this movie also does that uh, with especially like the energy drink and the pinball. They don't really explain it, which I feel is actually a pretty good thing. Um, yeah, that and also like the weird intensity that Nick Cage's character has and his really general competence when it comes to fighting. Yeah, and cleaning and cleaning. Yeah. Uh, the, the secret continuation of Con Air, apparently. Yeah, like the weird. We'll probably talk a little bit more, but yeah, the, the weird illusions because there was I think there was a couple things. Yeah, there's there's a, a weird there's a number of weird Nick Cage homages throughout the film. Yeah, yeah. An incredibly um, Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, especially since he doesn't actually have any dialogue. Not yeah. a single line. And that doesn't stop him from being Nicolas Cage. And that's why I like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Um, it is. It's just a really. This might be actually one of my favorite Nicolas Cage performances. Um, it's just really good. Um, and I've seen by this point, I've seen and quite a number of Nicolas Cage movies. Um, you know, I, like I'm trying to think of another performance um, out of the little bits that I saw um, that I didn't have. Well, actually, I'm thinking I'm like, God, now for some reason, the color uh, pig was a really good one. That was really pig subdued. Fucking great. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think like. It's a great I contrast because I'm trying to think because the last one that I think I might have I think the last Nicolas Cage movie that I've actually seen was Vampire's Kiss. See, the last one I saw was The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and I was actually genuinely disappointed. Yeah. Oh, no. The that, last Nicolas Cage film I saw before this one was actually Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space is fucking fantastic. I, is, I, will, I will take your word on that. That is absolutely not a movie for me. It is... The, the ending with is just it's amazing. It's it's just Nicolas Cage. If he were trying to be Nicolas Cage, it's so good. But yeah, the unbearable uh, way to massive talent for me was disappointing strictly because it is less a movie about Nicolas Cage and celebrating Nicolas Cage and more a movie with Nicolas Cage as a character, basically. So not as not quite on the level of my name is Bruce, but like I, I've I've said this before and after seeing this film, uh, I want to say it again, you know, there is a tendency to try to paint Nicolas Cage as a meme, and I'm not going to live and die for this dude, but, like, uh, there's this weird tendency on the internet to sort of turn him into this meme actor who's, you know, bees and all that shit. But, like, you actually watch his movies from dramas to horrors to, you know, comedies. I mean, he has a very wide range of, you know, acting skills. And I feel like this movie is a really good example of some of his. It's silly, but it's also somewhat serious. And it's a good blend of those two. He was able he, to get across a lot of personality despite right. not a single talking role in it. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he doom slayered it, basically. He, he did exactly what they pulled off in Doom 2016, a character who, who uh, you know, it, it gets everything across through body language, which I find ironic given that I have autism, but hey, you know what? That just shows how good he is. It's it's how over the top it is, yeah. 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 I will say, though, once again, if you do not think Nick Cage can be a dramatic actor, fucking watch Pig. Pig, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I still Pig's a really good movie. Pig um, is a I'll very throw. moving movie. 
also he is a meme actor. Didn't start I'm... out like that, but he's definitely there now with most of his recent roles. As yeah, I he... said, the unbearable weight of massive talent is a very good example of that. Yeah. And we're talking about plot right now, um, I think. Uh, yeah, plot. I mean, I think, yeah. I, I feel oh. like him, that the fact that there's no dialogue from him is definitely a point for the dialogue or like storytelling aspects. Um, and I, I'd like to say for the most part, I think the the story is it's good. It's it's, it's some standard fair horror, satanic rituals and and stuff like that. And I just think that them stuffing it into a, a children's entertainment center uh, is just the perfect vehicle for something that's been tread roughly over the years. Just a constant Tell me about your feelings on FNAF. Yeah, yes. uh, I actually really dislike the series more so for other reasons, but I don't want to get into it. But uh, I think overall as a series, it's very boring, very dull, and it relies entirely on jump scares. And that's not horror to me. But this, as goofy as it was, as weird as it was, I think this did a very good job of communicating horror. The the animatronics are goddamn creepy and terrifying. I hated looking at them. They were they move so weird and um, just having that whole concept of them being imbued with the spirit of, you know, murderers and shit like that. It just makes them even more creepy. But that also but as as it does that, it it, it kind of turns things around once it brings Nicolas Cage into the scene. And then you just cannot predict what's about to happen. I think that's its biggest selling point It is an unpredictable film, even when you think you figured out what it's going to do next. I mean, I mentioned it during my little interview, but also the the costume design and puppetry was actually pretty on point. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The only thing that I it's a thing that I wasn't super fan of. Um, and I actually don't know exactly. Uh, I know DM, you brought it up. Um, the the other group, the uh, basically anyone else that was not the animatronics or Nicolas Cage. Fuck uh, them kids. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of them, and it almost felt like they were there to die. Yeah, yeah. The, the movie had a huge body count. Yeah, um, it was, uh, there were some real death fodders, and literally only one character of the entire cast that wasn't Nicolas Cage survived. Yeah. Um, she did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, she was a good she was a good foil for Nicolas Cage. But that's about yeah. it. I mentioned uh, at one point, uh, I actually mentioned in, in a stream I did before this because uh, the topic came up. Uh, the thing that bugged me the most was this film kind of commits what, what I consider a, a sort of a, a plot or writing sin. And that is. To, to get the scene you want, you have characters act against what they would normally do. And that brings us to the, the sex scene in the super happy fun room. Yeah. Uh, where two characters who clearly knew that the animatronics were evil, but remark on them with surprise and know what this the history of this place is. And then out of nowhere, they just get horny and start fucking like that. It, it made no sense. It, oh, the guy knew. I don't know what the hell is going on with the lady. Yeah, it's a I, shame because I really liked her up to that point, too. Yeah, mm. that was very much the hey, wouldn't it be funny if they died having sex in the super happy fun room? We gotta murder the horny teens. Yeah, it's it's very out of place. And it's probably, I think, this, the movie's weakest point. Yeah. Um. Other than that, like that, even th though it is a weak point, all, you could argue like that happening also makes it goofier. Uh, but 
yeah, it doesn't make sense if yeah. Um, so with that, um, I think we kind of gone over this a little bit. Um, but it definitely has a group. Uh, the aesthetic for this movie, that being the art, the music, set design, uh, did really good. Like it really got the the like atmosphere of that kind of thing, and then you got the weird rock version of the Woolies Wonderland theme, as well as the other version. Like, yeah, right? the it was surprisingly on point. Very Carl Throw. I I really like the the Woolies Wonderland theme though. It was great during the it's really good. sequence. Yeah, it's 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 funny too because it's it's happening during what is essentially sort of like a gag. It's literally a gag of the movie him re- rebuilding and playing the pinball machine on his brakes. It's not a vital part of the story. And normally when you throw in the theme like like for this movie, you'd throw it in over something where they're like trying to escape or there's some major action going on. Instead, all they did was just focus on Nicolas Cage at a pinball machine while playing it. And it's there was there was some bits with Liv fighting, I think, Cami Chameleon. But the emphasis was on the Nicolas Cage scenes. And I think that made that the use of that song even better because it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. But the aesthetics is, I mean, I, I said in my bit, but holy shit, that they, they absolutely nailed the look and feel of a Chuck E. Cheese style, you know, uh, restaurant kind of thing from the animatronics to the to the carpeting to the shitty wallpaper um you know the video games and stuff like the whole the whole layout of of the set was phenomenal just absolutely in some twisted way gave me some memories to going to going to a Chuck E. Cheese yeah um yeah I think that's pretty good for that um I think it kind of also we kind of mentioned with the fact uh that the kids were kind of well horror fodder um performances we kind of already talked about uh Nicolas Cage but that being like the other actors in this movie a lot of them are relatively lower name like I don't recognize any of these names like I went and looked some of them up on IMDb and I was like oh yeah I, I kind of remember them from that but none of these are like big names uh from what I recall like Beth Grant, I think, is like the one that has like the most notable filmography. Yeah, is like, like far and away the most notable actor. Yeah, this well, doesn't. Like... This doesn't have a huge budget. Uh, it's like five and a half million. So you can very much tell where that went, which was largely effects and also Nick Cage's pay. Yeah, I go mm. buy some more castles. Yeah, no, it's fine. He he no longer needs to do that. Like he, he no longer needs to, you know, take every job. He's also um, got a financial advisor now too. Good, mm. you know he's serious. But um, as far as uh, as far as performances, I'd say uh, the best ones were Nick Nick Cage, obviously. Uh, Live the uh, Liv's surrogate mother. Uh, no, that's not the right word. Uh, adoptive uh, mother. Sure. Not, adoptive mother. Thank you. Uh, and then uh. I think both Tex and the mechanic did very good jobs with their roles. And that's kind of where I'd I'd say that's where it was good and everything else was sort of uh, okay. I I like the blonde girl up until the point where they just kind of made her character go in the shitter. Right? Like the acting was fine for the kids. It's just, you know, they're pointless characters. Yeah, they're they're just they're shithead kids. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'm just just taking a look, and it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think any of these are really notable names. Um, and I guess with that, uh, last kind of note that I wanted to kind of go on was um, just the kind of general competency of the film, uh, editing, cruft, use of length. I felt like this used it to an hour and a half really well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Outside of some scenes that were just there for like because it almost felt like they needed a checklist, which I don't think that's so much a use of length. That's just kind of the thing. Um, I think it used it really well. I thought the editing was really good. Like I, I competency. It was definitely a well done film. The only big editing gap I can think of is point where kids all fall through the roof. Next several times we see the roof. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. The roof bit felt really weird and forced. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's again, that's like it feels like there's some things that were kind of forced, which isn't the worst thing, but you can definitely tell that they were trying to hit some checklist. Or at least it felt yeah. like it. And then there was um the overuse of shaky cam during the uh, action segments where it it started to kind of feel a little more headachey than you know, hiding what needs to be hidden or accentuating what needs to be accentuated. What bugged me more was the ball pit with the flashing light. Yeah, I was yeah. about to mention that is not great. That wasn't great. He's just kind of uncomfortable to watch more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, as, as far as competency, because um, I, I really didn't want to talk about this during my thing, because I really wanted to, to do like a group back and forth on this. The action scenes with the criticism in mind are still some of the best parts of this movie. The the first one with the ostrich is pretty funny. The gorilla one is just sends. It's so ridiculous. And the way that it ends is so unbelievably unpredictable. And it was it's just great. Seeing it the first time was great. Seeing it the third time was great. It just stayed consistently good each time I watched it. Yeah, um, I think the action scenes were fine. Like, or like, I thought they were good. Um, the shaky cam didn't bother me that much. Um, and yeah. Yeah. I recently watched another movie that was had way worse shaky cam during its action sequences, so this didn't bother me. Uh, the, the worst it got was mostly just the, the Willy Weasel fight, I would argue, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Either way, though. Yeah, I guess with that, I think that's kind of good for uh, those things. So let's kind of go over some little bit of trivia. Uh, we were wondering if the Nicolas Cage not talking thing was like something that was like the director's idea. That was Nicolas Cage's own idea. Um, or at least he thought the idea of having that be done was actually a really neat uh, acting challenge. Which it I helps think that Nick Cage is at this point in his career where he can basically do whatever he wants. Yeah. Much like, uh, say, Willem Dafoe. Yep. So it's it's nice seeing him do things like this where he can sort of get passionate about it. It's just amazing. He was able to chew the scenery without opening his mouth once. It's just it's fantastic. Yep. Um, actually, speaking of chewing the scenery, uh, that little pinball dance he does is actually was entirely improvised on him, which is great. It's it's such a good it's so goddamn goofy. It's so dumb, but it's charming. It is so weirdly charming. Um, also, yeah, weird allusions to stuff that Nicholas Cage in the past, uh, the dog tags, and I forgot what else. There was something else that, like, um, I mean, I can get it right here. Uh, 
Yeah, despite so according to Wikipedia or not Wikipedia, IMDb, uh, despite the fact that Nicolas Cage's character is never revealed at around three minutes of military ID plates are seen hanging from the interior rearview mirror of his car, pointing to a military past. The plates are a hint at Cage's character, U.S. Army Ranger Cameron Poe from Con Air. As I said, the secret Con Air sequel. Oh, guess he got divorced then. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I think that is good for our discussion on uh, Willie's Wonderland. So let's actually rank this thing. So we're going to rank this on our normal 1 to 21 uh, ranking scale, with 1 being Absolute Mastercraft. Can't really get much better than that. Um, and 21 being absolute um, horrendous, not even like very, not even that good to watch, ironically, uh, with a couple extra additional uh, rankings. So there's two things I'm thinking with this. Um, going by your taking your collect or collective numbers, um, there's two things. Um, both me and Torpo believe that this should be a 69, mm. which the alternative for that, because um, I'm wondering, should we discuss that or should we discuss what number grade? Um, because my feeling that for the um, for the 69 rank is basically this is a very goofy movie. Um, and like it's and I don't want to say that like derogatory. I feel like that with like the same kind of goofiness that Hot Shots Part Two is a goofy movie. It's not intentionally a parody, um, but there's just there's a lot of goofiness to it that actually is why I like this movie so much. Um, and we have the guy, uh, we have Guyver Dark Hero at sixty nine, and I kind of felt like that was the same way that I felt about um, this movie, where a lot of the things I always liked about it were because it was just kind of goofy. It's it's very strange and unique, and I feel like that's part of its appeal. Yeah, it's, and it's good. I mean, it's strange, but it's not that weird. Like, like I said, when you get to non cage Nicholas Cage parts, it's just kind of standard horror movie with you know. I mean, dumb kids once again, though, we hit the point characters. of where do you draw the fucking line? Then, yeah, I don't think it's if you so... become too selective, then there will never be anything in those numbers. Well. The thing it I doesn't could, feel that insane is the thing. I think it's not about it being insane, though. It well, it's kind of there. It's the more like, and the more that I was like talking about it, I do actually am thinking actually giving it a number grade because I there is some craft to it. Um, I like, guess, but 420 is what's for exceptionally weird is, yeah. is more my point. Yeah, this I don't think is a 420. I think if we're giving it a if we're giving it one of the special ranks, I think 69 is because a lot of it is because part of the problem is, is that or at least I'm thinking of is you could. It really depends, I guess, what you're thinking of this movie, because if you know that it's going to be about Nicolas Cage kicking the shit out of a lot of animatronics, then it actually isn't that weird. But if you're expecting like a standard horror, like horror, even like a horror comedy, I can definitely or like see. even just like a, a FNAF style film. Yeah. If you're expecting a FNAF style film, then yes, it is kind of goofy in that sense. But the more that I'm kind of thinking about as a film in general, I can definitely see it just being a number because also alternatively, Hardcore Henry, we have a two. I would say now that I'm looking at that, I kind of think that if we would have given 
a film based on that, I feel like Hardcore Henry should have been a 69 as well. Yeah, I was going to make that argument, too. But I'm, I'm, I mean, just looking at the list, because I don't want to just say fuck no and then just move on. Like, I, I looked at it. So we have for Fever Dream has a sound, sound foundation, but something about it elevates it in a way that competence can't. And I feel like that sort of indicates that the movie's not quite competent, but there's something intriguing about it that you still kind of want to watch. And I don't feel like that. And, and just that definition, I understand, is my interpretation. And on that, I would say I don't feel that fits. For 420, yeah. this is impossible to rank because what even is this? I don't feel this. This would be something like Caligula or uh, pick, pick a Lars von Trier film. Um, this, this is very rankable. Yeah. And then the last one to consider would have been Fascinating Nightmare 666. So bad, it's good or at least fascinating. And I could not agree that this is a bad film. I think this is cheesy, campy, silly, but I wouldn't call it bad. I thought it was a really good film. So that's that's my interpretation of those three and how it relates to the movie. Yeah, I I was originally thinking 69, but I've actually kind of the more that I thought about it, I actually like talking about it i'm kind of thinking that this should actually get a number grade um and i'm thinking in that case um because i gave i because when i gave mine i said it's either going to be 69 or um i was thinking somewhere between two and five uh so just kind of going on average let's start with three um so at three, we have Dirty Pair, Project Eden, Ghost in the Shell, Macross, Do You Remember Love, Streets of Fire, and Road to El Dorado. Um, what numbers did Axe and I give? Uh, so Axe is one to two, and DM, you're at four. So we're all... Definitely it's disagree definitely, with one and two, but whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's on par with Hardcore Henry. Yeah, let's, let's just kind of go through the motions. Yeah. Um, let's start at four, naturally. Because there we have Blackjack the movie, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, and Street Fighter 2. I definitely feel like this is better than those three films. Um, I feel like it uses its time a little bit better than those three. Definitely yeah. over Jaws. As, as good as Jaws oh, is. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like four is the bait. Like, this yeah. is lowest is four. Um, three. Let's just kind of go over the stuff that we have at two. Uh, we have Alien. Aliens, Commando, Hardcore Henry, Pat Labor, The Early Days and the Movie, Secret of Nim, The Slayers, and Vampire Hunter Deep Bloodlust. I would put it there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, like, I, I, I gave my ranking knowing fully well it's probably not going to get a one because nobody liked it quite as much as I did, and I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it it's... Flaws. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it's one, but I think it's... That's it's fair. on the same par as Commando, which, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's just go. Let's go there then. See, um, I was thinking I would put it on par with Aliens. So, I mean, that's just better also use there. of time, though. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, and shorter. I, 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 Aliens is a very good movie, but I feel like anything uses its time better than Aliens. Oh yeah, I disagree. Heat exists. I, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then the sequel. The sequel. That's right. There is a. They're working or they're writing it or working on it in some form. Yeah, it's called Payday 2. Uh, yeah, uh, well, Payday it, 2. <laughs> 3, thank you. <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, things to note. Uh, photosensitivity. I'm going to call it just normal gore because there's gore. But I don't think it's that bad. 
You don't see too much viscera, human viscera, but you see a lot of robot viscera. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd count that. You do also see that lady get slapped in half, but that also might as well Yeah, but that's cartoon. That's cartoonish more than it is gruesome. Like it literally is like you took a paper mache model and you broke it in half. Like there's nothing in between. Yeah. It, it was actually kind of startling when I saw that. I'm like, wow, okay, you're just gonna do that. <laughs> Um, also, I think there was a head that get, got knocked off at some point. Uh, he rips Willie's head off and then rips out his control unit. He uh, curb curb stomps the gorilla into a toilet. The gorilla curb stomp in the urinal was so good. <laughs> it was beautiful. Um, night, night, nighty night gets decapitated. I with his own that sword. there was a person yeah. that got. Oh, um. Uh... Yeah, no, it was, uh, I don't remember his name. It was, uh, because the guy who's into Liv dies from Cami Chameleon by getting his neck snapped. Uh, the couple gets killed. Unceremoniously, so the... too, is the thing. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a really kind of weak death, but the, there was I, I'd argue one the person. weakest death was the ball pit, but yes. Yeah. That is, that's pretty weak. Yeah, those, those weren't great. But, um, there is one of the teens that gets decapped, and I don't remember who. The glasses, dude. Yay. Yeah, I think yes. so. Yeah. So, so I'm just going to do gore for that. Um, <laughs> the section, like the sex scene is basically straight out of Ride to Hell Retribution. It's not I mean, titillating at all. Most vanilla sex scene I've ever seen in a horror movie. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Is there anything we want to call out for music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, and art? Music action, definitely. Good. Yep. Action, art, music charm yeah um is there also anything we want to call out for yay and nay length good use of time yeah that's what i was thinking i i do actually have a quick question for storytelling um i, I would I, also say for nay everyone is an idiot yeah but uh, like almost for, everyone yeah for storytelling i feel like uh, again I, I i don't know if you all agree with me on this but i think it was an actually fairly subversive film it take took expectations and then it went around them a lot of the times and stuff you didn't expect would happen and i kind of feel like that indicates towards a a, a thumbs up for storytelling but no uh, i i don't no. i i like it does a few like i think it does a few things like with that i don't know if i'd like the actual writing itself is not yeah super yeah great. it does and some, don't uh, forget it has the horror elements around it which do bring it down yeah like, like the horror cast i should say around it yeah there's a few things uh, like it tries to do some unique things but also does some very box standard things um anything else i like this movie it it, it is a very good movie <laughs> um yeah so I guess that'll do it for us talking about Willy's Wonderland. Uh, so before we go, Ax, is there anything you want to plug? Yes, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network and your local SPCA or Animal Shelter. Please adopt. Don't shop. All right, DM. Yeah, watch me on Twitch at Twitch slash Deathmaster780 and also Twitter at Twitter.com slash Deathmaster780. All right, Torpo. Twitch.tv dot slash Torpotypist. And at Torpotypist on Twitter. And I would also like to plug this hole in my gut left by these horrible animatronics. Yes. And the bad pizza. So And the bad much pizza. Much bunch. <laughs> yeah, the, the bad pizzas that are look like they come out of multiple different pizzas. Thank a whole carton of punch soda.
Yes. Wonderful pizzas that Luca came out of the freezer. Yeah. It's like, God, I'm trying to look up what was the, they had a really good tagline. Oh, I, mm, uh, I had it just a bit ago. Uh, a fistful of caffeine for your kisser. Yes. Good old punch. Uh, anyway, uh, so I didn't have a good thing to think of for what to do after this, because it's going to be, there's only one other episode for August. Um, and I felt like um, one thing that would be interesting to watch, because we can tie this into, we've done a few things that are based on Greek myth. Uh, I feel like doing a natural Greek myth uh, movie would actually be worthwhile. And if I'm thinking Greek myth movies, there is like one that, a definite one that comes to mind. And it's been a while since I've watched this. So I'm looking forward to watching it again. Um, we are going to be taking a look at the 1981 one or two. I actually forgot which what year it was. Um, Clash of the Titans, uh, a very notable um, film, uh, especially with the monsters of Harry or Harry Harry. Is it Harry Harry Hilson? Or is it? I actually forgot. Um, but yeah, uh, some really good stop motion stuff, and also Robert or. Not, Lawrence Olivier as Zeus with laser beams behind him. But anyway, uh, that is going to be next time. So I hope you tune in then and thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 If you would like to see the list in which we have ranked every single thing we've done for Media Delta, you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser. If you'd like to watch the sister show that determines what could show up on Media Delta, that's Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lolotapuzzle.com or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening.